everyone, and welcome to the Comics Deserve Better podcast, where we always cover the world of independent comics. I am one of your hosts, and Brian, I forgot to say my name, and with me as always are the other two parts of the uh, CDB crew, uh, Carrie and Darcy. Hi. Hello. So you know when I forget to say your guys' name, apparently I today was my day to forget my name there you go yeah it's gotta happen to everybody at some point equal opportunity (laughs) that's right yes all right well i hope everyone is doing as well as possible i know that um it's we're kind of under the weather all all of us actually right i just have allergies it's you know it's it's things i don't have COVID like the two of you so you know (laughs) what i'm i can't really complain i really hope that on um podcast bingo whoever's playing that covid is like five squares because (laughs) we uh we found out today and um we believe in the miracle of vaccinations so we've already been vaccinated but we um so our cases are probably not nearly as bad as they could be with this new variant Mm -hmm. but you know we're definitely brian's working from home and i am somehow still employed uh I've now had more sick days at my new job than I've had work days, but I have a great employer. So they're very, very nice to me and checking in on me constantly. So very good. Very happy right now. As happy as I can be. Yeah. Well, and I hope everyone else listening, everyone's doing well because it's not fun. (laughs) Um, I'm wearing my O2 set around my neck to constantly check our our oxygen levels it's pretty cool my parents bought it for me so honestly if you're at the stage where you're checking oxygen like uh, no job should be allowed to fire you no No. well today um i was trying to get a test um because the other test that i had didn't um is probably going to come out not or come out inconclusive so and they, Carrie was calling for me because I was working and they said that because I was complaining of shortness of breath that they weren't going to take me. And I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, it um, doesn't make sense because that's like, yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I think I might have COVID is because I have shortness of it's breath. It's been a good day. It's so, been yeah, a good it's day. Been, We're alive. Yeah. That's all that matters. All right. right now. Well, you guys are, are you guys doing lockdown right now in California? No. Are you no, guys reinstituted? We- we're fucking free and fancy over here. Except for us. Disneyland's open. <laughs> uh, people are living their lives at the beach. Hopefully, um, hopefully yeah, not, not at Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully not at Chicago Lollapalooza levels, but yeah, they're oh yeah, that was fucking nuts. <laughs> Good definitely Lord. What hotel was it that's across the street from the fairgrounds? They had an, an hour wait for check-in and the line to check in was like all 20 30 somethings lined up around the block maskless Oy. and i'm like oh somebody please just to mask. see fred durst <laughs> yeah i don't even know who played lollapalooza this year i haven't think, I think it was fred durst that was just i was like was that just a twitter thing or was it actually fred durst yeah it was actually fred durst and, and someone made him a joke about him looking like undercover boss because he's like <laughs> wearing like oh, giant red hilarious. sunglasses and like and like his hair's bleached you know so, oh lord it was great okay well uh, we're here also to talk about uh the fictional world of comic books and um so let's go ahead and go get into that um we have uh, actually um 
I like to, you know, we're talking about Princeless Volume One today. Save yourself. Um, but before we do that, we'll get into news. So, um, just quick news actually today. Uh, one, it's kind of a borderline uh, conflict news story. I just thought it was really interesting um, that the uh, the country, the nation of France, um, gave a three hundred euro. Uh, grant to 18 year olds uh, called the culture pass to basically buy anything that they can that's deemed cultural so like music books you know all, um, art uh, and that includes comics and it turns out that the majority of 18 year olds are buying manga and uh, and that's where most of this money has come um, or has gone to um, and so about 73 percent of the users um have been using that money <laughs> to buy manga so okay, that's pretty cool you know that it's um it's nice you know it's it's you know not just western comics but you know it's, it's nice to see that comics are are still kind of a, a viable thing you know and a lot of people were complaining about it on 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 the social medias yeah uh you know the comics aren't art thing but a lot of people were kicking back on that concept which was very nice that That's you know really cool. it, it was on there for a reason you know a lot of people were the you know like fringe comics are art <laughs> yeah which you know fringe comics are art they are um, very beautiful yes <laughs> but you know all comics are art which Absolutely. should have mm -hmm. been at the top of the list it shouldn't just be fringe comics are art um and yeah uh spread that wealth around that should be something that Absolutely. um the concept of art grants um should maybe be something that's considered um i i don't know necessarily it's never going to be a thing that happens in america we can't give money for shit mm -mm. um but uh you know art grants for people to do art uh should be something that's a little bit more frequently given out period yeah absolutely. <laughs> especially if we can't pay people properly to do art uh in the private sector for fuck's sake please uh set up the public sector a little bit better mm -hmm. no i would also think that like in the time of covid you don't want to like oh okay this is something that's happening to me I'm fucking losing my words. Oh, no. I lose my train of thought and I can't remember what I'm gonna say. So I'm putting this out here right now. This is gonna be a shit show for me because it's very hard for me to pay attention and to like think of what I'm saying. And I think it's because of the fevers. I've had a fever for like three weeks straight. Okay, continuing. Okay. I think that in the time of COVID and you want to give, which I think is amazing, these 300 um, euro grants, you would want to encourage the people you're giving it to to have to purchase like a cultural thing that's consumable within your home like mm. you don't you don't want them like all the 18 year olds to go out and buy like rock concert tickets yeah. because yeah, like you could not. potentially like spread something right or bring it home so i right. think like in like the fact that so i think it's responsible that they're like they're choosing to purchase something that mm -hmm. they can have by themselves like in their home and then reuse as in like give to a friend or let someone else read it like i just think that in it like it's very responsible to me right i agree Definitely. i think um on an article that i had read um before they even mentioned that that um video games kind of also fell under the cultural 
right they did so oh, that no, that was that was awesome too and exactly what you just said that's how much money does that equate to because i'm not very um, familiar with the exchange according rate. to the one of the articles i i had read it was 350 us dollars nice a chunk of change so yeah that's yeah i would love to spend that on yeah, thank you know, you. comics <laughs> and you know and not feel guilty about it um, very cool i like that but yeah okay well next up um henry brahas uh who uh, we've talked about town gray castle um before on on this podcast uh he has been named the uh or has been has joined oni as the new sales manager as of monday um so um congratulations he's a rising star in in the comic book world um uh different voice you know like as well and a much needed voice so um it is it's nice to have him at one of the top positions in a uh, good independent comic book company yeah oni fell off for me for a while so I'm glad that he's there because that make me that may make me want to look into Oni more. Sorry, Oni. <laughs> no, I, 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 there's a reason why they got purchased by Lion Forge because I think they fell off for yeah. a lot of people. Um, but yeah, looks like no, they're, they're doing that's some, awesome. That's an awesome gig. Very cool stuff. So all right, well, um, so that'll get us into our spotlights, and you know what? Um, I never go first. I'm going to go first this time. I'm not going to make either of you guys go first. Do it. <laughs> That's okay with you. Absolutely. All right. Well, so um, really quick. Um, so I chose Cinnamon number one by Victoria Douglas from Behemoth Comics. Um, this was actually scheduled to come out uh, this week. So yesterday, once you're hearing this, um, but additionally, it came out last week. So I saw it uh, when I was getting my books for last week and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna pick this up today. And I'm glad I did, cause it was really good. Uh, so best way to explain it. Um, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, and I kind of- Never heard of them. <laughs> yeah, ooh, Calvin and Hobbes. Um, but yeah, so you know, the Spaceman Spiff uh, persona that Calvin has? Yeah. Uh, so essentially, this is what if Calvin was a house cat and Spaceman Spiff was a motorcycle riding Snake Plissken esque antihero. Adorable. <laughs> so <laughs> essentially, the the story revolves around a a box of or a bag of catnip that is placed in the kitchen cab um, cabinet by the owner, and it's up to uh, Cinnamon to liberate that. <laughs> so, and in Cinnamon's head, uh, she's a She's this uh, badass uh, antihero that's uh, wearing a leather jacket and has a has a bat and everything, um, and is fighting off um, fighting off uh, these little um, like little like rat toys that the owners gives gives her to, to distract her, and uh, and it's it's pretty it was pretty good it's pretty fun um, it's definitely relatable to anyone who has a rambunctious pet, <laughs> and uh, whether it be a cat or a dog, and um, the art, the artwork itself, um, and like the, the style of the comic in it, really reminds me of that kind of uh, '80s, '90s um, underground independent comic book era, like the Milk and Cheese and like um, like Daniel Klaus and that kind of stuff. You know, like the the the, the comics that were only bought by college students in, in the in the early mid '90s. You know, so um, it, it definitely has that feel to it, which. Um, which definitely was a lot of stuff I got into when I was first starting to read comics. So I think that actually helped me read it a lot too. And this is uh, Victoria Douglas's first published comic. 
and it's definitely fun and worth checking out and uh, definitely support somebody who is just uh, kind of cracking the uh, the conflict scene. Brad, I like cool. it. Yep. Thank you. So definitely recommend. And it was only like two bucks um, on, on Comixology. So that's like half of what most comics cost nowadays. So. Always nice to get something affordable mm-hmm. if you're just looking for something to read. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, who wants to go next, Carrie or Darcy? Go for it, Carrie. Okay. Thank you, Mom. Um, <laughs> you're welcome, darling. <laughs> so my pick is um, Grave and I by Sloan Leong and Anna Bo. It's on, it's on, or in TKO. Um, it's coming out, I believe in October of this year. Yes. And um, it's a horror graphic novel. I'm just going to read the description to you because I don't know else how to say it. So I have it. Um, Ilsa lives alone in a large mansion deep in the woods. Ilsa has always lived here, though not always alone. She, is a, she has a hunger, she likes to hunt, she likes to skin and carve and clean. Now Ilsa has hired the young Marie to help her keep the big house tidy, but Marie brings demons of her own into Ilsa's domain. And watching these two strange birds locked in a cage is the house itself, cursed with sentiments, is destined to watch the horror of the human drama unfold again and again. Um, the artwork's really cool, there's lots of red, um, and I'm very much drawn to like that color in comics for some reason it looks creepy as hell we love sloan leong yes. yeah as she sun. wrote um laura oh no she wrote no. a map to the sun a map to the sun thank you thank you um yeah she's she's good um and i'm so i read she's going to this thing and i just have to shout it out Viacon 2021 it's a um it's a bi it's a BIPOC um, led like art con. I have no idea where it is. It's September 16th through the 19th. It's 40 freaking dollars for three and a half days of content. That's not bad. It's probably hybrid at this point. It's got to be hybrid. You're correct. But I mean, like, I'm so down to attend Mm -hmm. because Sloan Leong is one of the, um, people there that like whatever that you're gonna see a ton of um like black artists um indigenous artists just a ton of people are gonna be there uh the it's and it's fia f-i-y-a-h-c-o-n 2021 and you can go online and look it up because i think it sounds pretty legit like i was looking for a description to read to you and then that's the website i went to and i was like oh shit i want to go Red, and it's they also for it's a sliding scale so for people like who can't afford to go you don't have to pay like they'll gift you a thing so I mean fucking awesome super cool look into it if you're interested I just think that sort of thing is like it's really important to encourage any art form and I think it's very important to remember that all people need access to art and so I love it when conventions or what have you make it a sliding scale so that way you can have people who maybe couldn't afford to go before can now attend and they even have a place to where if you don't want to go but you'd like to you can gift um you can gift a ticket to someone so I think that's really cool too so check it out and the the book looks awesome super excited for it this sounds definitely really cool and this is 
Via con? What, what's fire. Was it F F A I I? Like F you're on fire. Yeah. F A I A F I Y A H. Oh. F A Y A H. Con. Con 2021. I will put that in the notes. Yeah, it looks it's really cool. cool. There's no way if it's next month, it's not hybrid, surely. Oh, yeah. Oh. I didn't give the website a quick scan be, or a good scan because that's on my phone, but yeah, I'm, it's available. Registration's open. Yeah, well, definitely. That sounds really cool. And um, I don't see a, a location. Yeah, so you're probably right, Darcy. It's yeah. probably, if, if anything, it's completely online now. Yeah, I think it's probably online because there's no mention of a city. Weekend registration, uh, registration. Yeah, that way it would also explain why it's the price it is. Yeah. Still forty dollars, not bad. Yeah, and, no. And it's also about having the size and scale as well. Yeah, uh, definitely. Okay, well, thank you. Well, they've got a donate button too, so yeah. you can nice. help donate, get other people in. Mm -hmm. That's really nice. Yeah, it makes sense. Who else is going? Let's check the guest list real quick. Yes, well, kind of a an impromptu news section. Impromptu <laughs> right. news section. I'm terrible with names. You know what? I'm not going to recognize any of these people just because I'm <laughs> terrible with names. Somebody I'm, else needs to look at this. I'm terrible anyway, with technology, so it. I can't even find that page that has the names. I, I'm not seeing anything that says is explicitly it's... Oh, here we go. Guess line up. It's... That it's... That it's virtual. If it's yeah, they have vendors. Yeah, well, you can vend online. Yeah, they, oh, yeah. they did that with the Comic Con this year as well. Event takes place September 16th to 19th, includes panels, presentation, games, office hours, write ins, workshops, kickbacks, and more. Office hours, it's virtual. Yeah. Is that yeah. what office hours means? That's what I would assume because you would have office hours with people that you could like, like Sloan Leon would be like, I have an office hour for up to like 50 people you okay. know, from like three to five. That makes sense instead yeah. of like booth time. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense then. Um, Vita Ayala is, an, is another big name that's going to be there. So I'm I'm used to just explicitly because everything I do when I write, they explicitly say mm -hmm. at the top, like friggin' virtual. Mm -hmm. But this one's just okay. not saying it. Yeah. Or like hybrid. But yeah, there's no way September, I would not do a hybrid one in September, though, you know, a lot of like, a lot of business ones are hybrid right now. Oh, They've really? Hybrid, like the ones in like, uh, 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 Vegas, there's a ton of, of business and financial ones that are hybrid in Vegas. I'm like, you assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about spread and shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So hopefully it's not, hopefully it's full virtual. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I'll put the I'll put the link to the uh, to the Fiacon uh, website on uh, the notes if you guys are interested in checking it out. And um, all right, Darcy, uh, what is your spotlight? Uh, my spotlight, which I've already totally forgotten because I've moved away. <laughs> I'm totally on this now. Uh, no, it's Verse uh, by Sam Beck. Um, so Sam Beck, somebody I've talked about a few times on here verse has not come out yet it's not coming out until september but as sam Beck's put it up and said you know like 
please pre-order. Um, so it comes out September 28th, please pre-order. Uh, it's basically about a, like an apprentice blacksmith uh, who's like, oh, magic doesn't exist anymore in this world. Uh, but uh, actually not true. <laughs> the fact is magic does exist in this world and uh, it's going to like affect this blacksmith's life and it's going to change everything. Uh, verse is the first, uh, excuse me, this is verse book one, the broken half comes out September 28th. It's going to be a series. Uh, I've not read like Sam Beck as a series so far. I've read like individual stuff that she's done. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of like super excited to read kind of like a more long form uh, from Sam. So yeah, I've, I've everything I've seen uh, from Sam Beck before, like I've super really enjoyed very like thoughtful, gorgeous art. And this seems to be um, more of the same, but with a oh, far more in-depth plot, you know, like with, mm -hmm. with something more, um, more to the plotting. And so I'm really interested to see what happens here because I'm used to uh, one shots. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm excited to see what happens with this. So comes out September 28th in the future. So I don't know if it's good yet, but I kind of have a lot of faith that it's going to be good. It's a better chance of it being good than bad. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Um, and on your recommendations, uh, actually from like the early days of, of this podcast, you had recommended like Winter Parting yes. by, by Sam Peck. And I got a copy of that. And that's uh, probably one of the best comics I've bought in a very long, very long time because that's an amazing book. <laughs> Winter parting so good. Yes, definitely. And unfortunately, not as known as it should be. So definitely. Sam um, Beck in general is not as known. Yeah, exactly. But because a lot of one shots and mm -hmm. self-published are not self-published, but not just indie published, but like small, small, small indie bound stuff. So mm -hmm. and, and self-published. So it just um Sam Beck's done like some art for I think bigger names um or for like bigger publishers but just like in general like hasn't been as well known and that is a tragedy because good lord yes it's all this stuff is amazing and so much talent yeah my, my thing is too is that like so she, she does a lot of is it is, is it she, she? As far she, as I know, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I've checked this before and I'm fairly certain it's she. I hope I'm not wrong. Let me okay. check again. <laughs> well, if it, I, I apologize, it's out of ignorance if I if I accidentally I'm misgendering, but um I I um think that Gumroad <laughs> she says on Gumroad and Gumroad's yeah. so hard to like if you don't know, if you're not going from like one person's like actual web page and then and then traveling to their Gumroad, it's like I feel like Gumroad should have their own search engine, essentially. They like really should, comics, yeah. and then they should have like because because there's so many good artists that that do prints and and comics and stuff like that. That basically it's essentially self publishing, like you said. But like, mm. but you know, it's it's a it's a good community and the location, and it should be, you know, be able to be navigated easier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of a lot of people who are like big comic book readers have never touched base on it at all ever and mm -hmm. that's tragic because it is so good for like so many comic book creators and and artists use it constantly and if you read comics you really need to be on gumroad mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. but yeah. 
yeah, she she's excellent and just uh, I I hope this does well. I have kind of a lot of faith that it's going to be good. So yay. It's it's this one's being published by Wonderbound, which I think is a like Simon Schuster or Penguin or something. It's like an offshoot, but I'm not entirely sure and I don't really care. <laughs> Definitely. doesn't matter who's publishing it. I'm yep. buying it. <laughs> Just buy it, please. Everyone buy it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Especially, I mean, it's three graphic, it's going to be a three graphic novel series. So, yeah. And e- you have to check out the, the, um, the promo art that's on, on her website. It's, mm. I think it's like oh, the first good. like seven pages of, of the, uh, of the first book. And yeah, it's like the color work is diverse. Is and it's that much now? I haven't checked recently yeah, there, i've only seen like the first two pages i've oh i need to go check again yeah there's about seven pages and Ooh. the character designs are awesome i always mm-hmm. am a fan of um of people with horns and yes. it looks like one of the main characters has horns so she like, does yeah awesome <laughs> okay so definitely uh I'll, I'll put the link on that as well on the show notes so you guys can all check it out um all right well that brings us into our main course, which is Princeless Volume 1, Save Yourself by Jeremy Whitley, uh, M. Goodwin, D.E. Belton, Young-Ha Kim, and Dave Dwanch. And um, this was my choice today. <laughs> so I picked this. You sounded one. surprised. It was. I actually <laughs> kind of was surprised. I totally forgot. I was, I was, I was like, who am I? Why are we reading this? Yeah, I, 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 was, I was seriously like, who am I going to pass the baton on to today? And I'm like, oh, to me. I'm just going to put my left heart, my hand and put my right hand. You know, just let's, let's go ahead and talk about it. Um, but yeah, um, I chose Princeless um, because... Um, I read it a couple of years ago. Um, I read the first first five volumes, I believe, before I got distracted with other things, and I absolutely loved it. Um, I, I feel that, I mean, it's from 2012, and I know it has some notoriety, but I just feel that that it should be, you know, known more by everyone, because it's, it's, in my opinion, a very good book. Um, and uh, quick synopsis. Uh, I, I basically it's about Adrian who is a princess and that um, she's sent to live in a tower and be guarded by a dragon by her father the king against her will like all her other sisters I think she has like six sisters I believe um, yeah six sisters and a brother okay so, yeah six sisters and a brother and um, so after multiple attempts to be saved by these enough princess princes that come um, Adrian discovers that uh, someone left a sword underneath her bed and uh, decides to uh, save herself, just like what the name of the, the uh, volume is called. And uh, so she convinces Sparky, uh, her large pink dragon, who I absolutely love, just saying, um, <laughs> that uh, this is basically the best course for both of them because um, Sparky was not aware of the agreement that essentially... Um, she Sparky was raised on a farm to be slaughtered, essentially, you know, to, to guard a, a castle and then be killed by a by a prince when rescuing a princess. So when Sparky was aware of this, uh, she was all for them both escaping their uh, their fates. And so um, Adrian then decides to go, uh, riding Sparky to uh, to rescue her other sisters that are in towers. So it's a quick a quick synopsis. <laughs> A quick synopsis. Yeah, very but, well done. Better yeah. than I've ever done oh. this whole time. 
No, you do fine. I, oh, I, I absolutely do not. That was excellent. <laughs> well, um, like I said last episode, if I don't write down notes, I will stutter you guys out of the room. <laughs> so I, I did have this kind of prepared. So, <laughs> but um, all right. Well, um, so I'll just start everything off here. Say that uh, um, I love how like the basic rules of the world are established, like in the beginning of the story with a, with a fairy tale like mm -hmm. it like like the the fairy tale is written and then like adrian basically de deconstructs it to her mom and i'll stop you right there really quick i think it's very very important for um everyone to understand that adrian is a black princess and she's yes. not fair she's not light-skinned in any way she's got um this beautiful little afro as a young princess in a flashback um so there's in the very beginning of the story, the mother is, the queen is reading her um, a fairy tale and literally says the beautiful blonde, blue-eyed white princess is like in this tower. And there is like a callback, I guess, in a way, you know, still in the first part of the, of the story when one of the like princes is coming to rescue Adrian and he goes, oh, where are ye, fair maiden? And she pops out and she's just like, do you even know like what you're saying? And he's like, fair maiden? And then she's like, do you understand what the word means? And he's like, beautiful. And she's like, no, you know, you dip. It means light skin. And she makes it a point to say, does anything about me look light or look fair? If that's what, it, if that's what the word means. And he's like, uh, no. And she calls him on him. And I just, I loved the fact that she's not shying away, that the writing's not shying away from her skin tone, because I think it's also very important to see yourselves in fairy tales and, and in books and in literature and whatever. And the fact that she could not see herself in those fairy tales of being rescued, I think will play a part as to why she feels the way she does about needing to save herself. That's just my interpretation of it. And it's a really good update, like a modernization of what was happening with this genre um, when I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. So this is a incredibly popular genre you know like the princess who saves herself uh, style of fairy tale is incredibly popular and has been for decades now mm -hmm. um like the ordinary princess was really popular when actually i think it might be older than me uh but like dealing with dragons and those books was incredibly popular when i was a little girl and those princesses like samorn and those princesses were um they had their flaws, quote unquote, were that they weren't blonde, their sisters might have been, uh, but they had dark hair and dark eyes and maybe their skin was not as pale as it should have been, mm -hmm. uh, but they were still white girls. Mm -hmm. um, they might not have been as thin and willowy as their sisters, but they definitely weren't bigger girls, mm -hmm. right? They, they, they uh, weren't, um, they were still, aesthetically appealing to a, a white audience mm -hmm. yes. um, as far as their descriptions that these aren't comics these are uh, 
children's books. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're descriptively described in aesthetically appealing ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just not as mom gives in her fairy tale at the beginning, blonde, blue-eyed, willowy, and fair, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. you have this, when I was a little girl, these stories began that break mm-hmm. from that traditional fairy tale. Um, and then now we finally got to uh, Whitley. Fine. <laughs> Took us friggin' long enough. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're finally breaking it a little bit further. Yeah. And um, our princess can be uh, better than that. Yeah, absolutely. Essentially, as a storytelling device, she can be more than that yeah. as a storytelling device. So uh, princesses who save themselves like Samorn, um, she was still gorgeous but she was gorgeous with dark hair (laughs) yeah right and that was my princess in dealing with dragons um but now readers today little girls today can can read these stories and she can be anything which is great yeah and and, uh, like me reading i cried brian thinks i'm starting my period soon because i (laughs) cried really bad when i was reading this what's your Um, app say um, I don't know. I think so. I think I think we're past the fertile period, and I think we're heading. It's all downhill, guys. I'm glad it's on the app. But um, <laughs> I like. I've going on what you're saying, Darcy. I never liked princess stories growing up. I was always the chubby, fat, curly-haired Mexican kid. Like I never identified with a princess, so I steered clear of all of those things. I think that's why I gravitated to Little Women so much because mm-hmm. I identified like personality wise um with Joe and Beth and so because I never saw pictures of them as a little kid they became morphed into what I thought they looked like mm-hmm. and I and um so reading Princeless I was like this is my princess book because I think she's so fucking cool Adrian is like amazing and I really really just really felt like a kinship to her and I really liked her and she's snarky as all hell and she's extremely intelligent which I think bothers her parents more than we've already seen in this first ish, in this first oh, volume oh my gosh yes her dad <laughs> yeah uh, I was uh blonde hair blue eyed so but I also didn't um jive with princesses yeah yeah i don't know why i definitely could have (laughs) it's it's more niche than you would think it is because because um like it's such a it's such a common trope you know like the the princess and prince trope i mean like disney made billions of dollars on it so disney did but i think during our during when we were kids we were renaissance kids Mm -hmm. and a lot of the disney princesses were very sexy (laughs) and i wasn't (laughs) um (laughs) yeah i remember like in like the especially like the early 2000s when they had like the disney princess line where they were all kind of like conformed into the same like body type and everything and they just had different color the only way you can tell the difference is they had different color different color hair yeah Yeah. color hair exactly i I think that's what the almost that intention was like to be like that well when i was a little kid when barbie came out with nia she was the southwestern friend Mm. so she was like a latin and like ambiguously latin 
that Christmas, I got seven different <laughs> Nia dolls from different families. Because it was the first time there was right, a right, 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 right. My family went nuts. No one knew I was like my parents got me one. Both grandparents, my godmother, everyone got me one. I wish I, I'm sure they'd be collectors or something. Like I wish I still had one just for fun. But um, I mean, again, it's all about representation and stuff. Of so course, yeah. absolutely. Now they have those ones with different body types, which are pretty cool. That is really um, awesome. I really want this because I'm not a Barbie collector, but I think okay. it'd be really cool to get is the um, Barbie in a wheelchair. Yeah. because my dad's disabled and um they have a fat barbie and i'm like i want the fat barbie because like like 10 year old me really needs to have the fat barbie she needs to be able to play with the chunky doll and uh, so, yeah i like the the shorter ones like they're not all yes. like super super tall I and yeah. i think that's really neat yeah absolutely and it's like i i understand the i understand the concept of like you've got to be able to fit the clothes on and it's about the neck and stacking the like stacking the fabrics and you can't you know whatever like i got the whole fabric thing but whatever i'm short i want a shorter doll yeah thing. yeah i know present definitely but i i had the olympics one that you could twist and I oh that's that cool one. that was a cool one my childhood anyway. my oh, childhood sorry. friend courtney windsor remembered her name the last night like the other night right. she had the pregnancy barbie where you could pop off the where belly you could pop out yes and you would show you the baby oh. we yes. used to make her have sex with ken and then, like five minutes later, oh look, she's having a baby. That's so oh, gross. I would just, <laughs> we were weird I would just hide random things in her belly. It just, just as a surprise. It, I well, I didn't know that's where babies came from when I was a little kid. So I'm like, why is she? Does she eat the baby? Eat like, the baby? why is it in her stomach? I had no that's idea. So gross. I had no idea how that worked. Okay. Yeah, it's well, not helpful. No, it's not. It's definitely not helpful for sex ed. <laughs> No, definitely not. The, the belly just pops off. Like, why is pregnancy so yeah. hard? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, C-sections. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Oh, could be yeah. worse. Oh, but yeah, still a major surgery though. Oh my god, that makes um, me feel nauseous just thinking but, about that. Well, um, to bring it back to to Adrian <laughs> and Princess. Um, <laughs> no, one thing I really so a lot of times when when a very independent slash smart. Um, character is written no matter what age they are they're they come off like they're 30 or 40 and what i like about the way adrian is written is that she's a kid she's mm -hmm. smart and she's she's knowledgeable and sassy but she still has the kid feel to her you know that and that's all down to whitley whitley yes. is so good at that yeah definitely um after carrie read this um, I, I, um, she asked if I had it, um, physical copies. And I don't, and I'm like, oh, but I think I know what, why you think I do is because I have Nadia. Uh, yeah. I have Nadia. I had the first, uh, unstoppable lost volume and I put that in her hands. So I'm like, here, read this too, because you'll like this a lot. Yeah. And it has, it has a lot of that same feeling to it. Cause like Nadia is a super genius, but yet you can still tell she's a girl, you mm. know, like, like she's a, she's young rather. She's, yeah. What do you mean that she's a girl? Yeah. Exactly. Like she, she's, she's a child. You know, she's like, a G-I-R-L. Yes. <laughs> she's an agent of girl. Mm -hmm. Which is awesome. So, yes, it is. um, so, uh, let's see. Um, dad was the worst okay mm -hmm. thank you dad's a fucking asshole 
dad's the worst i love his design because it makes it even worse because he's so he looks imposing. like a villain yeah he he's like a fairy huge guy. he <laughs> like, could he could be like if they ever do a flashback I've not read past uh, volume one. I've read volume one like three times, but I've never read past volume one. And I don't know why, because I really, really like it. And like I said, I love this genre of storytelling. I've read so many of these when I was mm-hmm. a little girl. It was like my favorite thing to read. Twisted fairy tales, uh, the princess saves herself kind of stories. I mm-hmm. love these stories. I don't know why I've never finished this, but I haven't. I don't know why. But anyway, do they ever do a flashback to Ash saving his wife? I th- I think it's actually in the uh the second volume. Um if there was a flashback uh but it's it's um I don't know if I've I, it's been 2 years and one of those years is 2020 which is like 7 years. Right. Um so cuz um, he would make an incredibly dashing prince. So so right? he he's an incredibly dashing prince. Um he the um the flashback mainly focuses on him teaming up with a um uh, a nameless or or an unidentifiable black knight that's wearing like the helmet and like like an all like black armor and mm-hmm. and so and that's the person who ends up he ends up having go after ash uh or sorry mm-hmm. um, after adrian adrian um and so that's why you had that flashback um it doesn't it kind of mentions also how uh he meets um his wife, but I don't think she was in a tower, if I remember correctly. But like I said, it's been 25 years since I've read this. Because I was thinking, you know, he's an extreme traditionalist. So is mom. So, you know, like if he went through the same thing, saving his mom or saving his wife from doing this whole thing that he's making his daughters go through. um, And his son, too. And well, he's not with his son he's not he's not making his son go out and save any girl because he doesn't believe his his son can he doesn't believe his son is capable of it first the way he speaks to Devin, i was so upset it's so i don't know why i mean like it really bothered me the way that he's he's just such an asshole he's he says the things that some parents might think out loud and he's well he says the things some parents say out loud to their kids exactly and i mean you know i i live where i live the christian i live in the bible belt yeah parents say this shit yeah no i'm I'm familiar personally with some of that stuff too i was coddled parents don't say stuff like that to their kids they love them no i've had a very hard time Um, in adulthood so uh, i'm not gonna (laughs) Yeah, I won't spoil anything um, past this, but I uh, it actually kind of will bring us into a, another character I want to talk about. Um, but it's not really a spoiler. But Bedelia, the uh, the half dwarf, mm. who uh, um, she there's a there, I think it's also in volume two. Uh, it's the first night um, after the first night um, they wake up and Bedelia has a full beard because she's half dwarf and so she freaks out because she's embarrassed by it and but it's once again it's like just like positivity it's like oh no it's totally cool like i think your beard's actually kind of cool you know so i think i think the brilliant thing with bedelia's character is that she she's the blacksmith's daughter and um 
her dad apparently may have a bit of a drinking problem because he no longer makes the armor in the village. Bedelia is the one who makes the armor, but under, you know, the guise of like, oh, my dad made this because if anybody found out a teenage girl made it, no one would buy it. But she has the quote unquote woman's armor. And it's just like, there's a little funny nod to um, Wonder Woman's costume about, and then, and Adrian being quick-witted and all these things, she's like, wait a minute, you can't, you're not protected if you're just wearing like a bra. Like, Mm -hmm. why do you have to show cleavage? Why do you have to show your thighs? Why can't you just wear normal armor? And so it's, it's very biting commentary, but in a really fun way, I thought, and I thought it was really well done. And it's Wonder cute. Woman, Xena, Sonia. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of them. I, yeah. I loved all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and exact, exactly that. So, so basically, like, so if someone doesn't shoot me in the boob, then I'm not protected. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, then she's like even oh, what if-, if they shot yeah. you in the boob, <laughs> yeah. let's be honest, it wasn't great armor. No, and then she said, not. like, oh, and what about my shield? And then Bedelia's like, that's why you have bangles to block yeah, the weapon. Exactly. And, and like, like, oh, what? where am I gonna put my sword? Oh, you have a rope. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just kind of, you know, re- and she's not a magic the themiscarian those no, aren't magic bangles yeah. <laughs> no yeah. definitely not but i do like the part where well adrian ends up having to wear the wonder woman um cop- yes that costume. was so fun and, and she actually uses the bangle to yeah. block and, something and the lasso of truth that's oh, not yeah. a lasso of truth yeah. it's just yeah. a rope mm-hmm. so it was definitely a, a fun fun homage to, to it all was because so it's because it because yeah it's kind of like questioning the you know that why are they they dressed like that and we all know why because comics were male driven for years and years and years um and but it but at the same time it shows respect to like the fact that she still has to wear wonder woman's costume and she actually it actually works yeah (laughs) you know so it's like yeah that would definitely work better if it was wonder woman and magical (laughs) yeah totally definitely and i mean speaking of i really love the artwork I thought the coloring was really fun. Um, I think like Sparky, the the pink dragon, who has a little like moment when she learns that she was basically just born and raised to be slaughtered later. And she huffs and does all these little like, I equate them to probably like what a a dragon dog may sound like. Um, And she has these cute little facial expressions and they definitely have a nice little friendship going on. Um, but it's just the coloring's great, the artwork's great, it's very fun, um, palatable for the eyes. Like, there's not, I don't know, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, especially when you don't feel good, sometimes some color combinations or some line work tends to like make your eyes tired or whatever. And this one, like, was really good. I liked everything. She, yeah, I mean, no, I was, oh, sorry. Oh, I was just to say, Spark, Sparky really pops yeah in this like the color with colors like like she's so bright compared to everybody else so i think that's pretty cool and as a kid's comic it is very readable like you know you talk about being ill and trying to read a comic it's not hyper detailed so it's readable from a a distance that's not a word a distance um it's very easy to scan visually so you don't have to focus too hard um i i was reading it 
not feeling so great either yeah. on whenever I read that. What was that like five or six days ago? <laughs> yeah. I think I, this was l- luckily a, a good choice to choose, like when we were all not kind of under the weather. It really kind of was. Yeah. It, it was, was you could definitely take it in um, when not feeling at your best. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but and still enjoy it because you didn't have to, you don't have to feel sad reading it. Although I did cry, like as soon as I was done, I right. started crying and I was like, is Sparky going to die later? Like, no. You have to tell That's me now because I, I was getting really emotionally attached yeah. to um to Sparky. So <laughs> um, Surely I, not. I don't see Jeremy Whitley killing off Sparky. I know. That no. seems like a not Jeremy Whitley thing to do. It, it definitely. Yeah. And as far as I remember in five or six volumes in sparky's fine <laughs> um so it's an all ages book yes it is mm. oh that's really cool and is it an, like it's a hard copy right like i can get this like in trade paperback or something yeah, so, so the first volume was originally released as individual issues and they got collected mm-hmm. and then after that they released just graphic novels oh cool um, i can think of family members i want to buy this for yeah this is this is definitely a stocking stuffer I yeah think. <laughs> super cool um i like how sparky has a hoard like, like like of gold yeah and then the, the reason why sparky has it is just the lay on it like all like smog essentially so. oh i have a question yes for both of you so the part of the story where those asshole um guys are trying to shake down the villagers looking for the prince that killed or the dragon that killed adrian yes um was when they think that when they that think Adrian adrian's dead um yes. And they end up, and it's Bedelia and Adrian, and they're trying to run away. And then they end up torching the blacksmith's um, home, like the shop. And mm-hmm. the two guys are like conspiring to say, like, oh, no one's going to believe a dwarf. Like, we're the king's guards. We're just going to say, like, that dragon torched this and blah, blah, blah. And the, the father of Bedelia is behind them. Yes. Now he's crying in that scene. Is, and he looks angry. Is he crying about Bedelia being potentially dead, or is he just pissed crying that his shop burned down? No, I think he was crying for his daughter. Yeah, me too. Because yeah. okay. that was later on when he goes to petition the king. Like, mm-hmm. there's that whole thing of um, you. There's that whole contrast where he says, uh, "My daughter died. My shop burned down. I need compensation." Mm-hmm. And the um, mom, uh, the queen, says, uh, "You know, I thought to myself, of course it's a dwarf. He's gonna just ask for money because his daughter died." Yes. And I thought, you know, just a dwarf. And then I realized I've been thinking the same thing about my daughter. And it's like, you know, she was being racist to him. Mm-hmm. But um, she was kind of thinking the same way herself, uh, you know, like they're, you know, the way they're experiencing grief and, and, you know, misjudging each other and that whole thing. He was definitely, I thought, feeling sorry and maybe going to get some sort of revenge or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've not read further in future. Brian? Um I know that he he also goes on a quest to to find the 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 true killers of of his daughter, mm. um, but but whether or not it's for compensation or not, I don't remember. If, but 
But yeah, you gotta um, I, I have think, you gotta have money to go on a quest. I, yeah. I think he's a lot softer than he appears. Yeah, as, I, as he goes on, because I figured because, he's probably sad and drunk because his wife died, kind of it, thing. That's fairly that's, typical. That's uh, exactly it. Is that he's he's the way he is because of that? You oh, because like, uh, because either his wife left or 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 died. I think it's. I yeah. think she died. I'm pretty sure she died. Because when in that scene that I was asking about, my initial read of it, I was like, oh, he's like angry pissed because he's like his daughter's dead. And yeah. these fuckers are just trying to cover it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. I, I totally got like more fatherly love from the blacksmith than I got from the king. <laughs> yeah. Oh, def- most definitely. <laughs> definitely. And yeah, like, the fact that like Devin shows um compassion for the youngest sister apollonia and and the way ash the king reacts to it is by putting her in the most dangerous situation like so that she can never be rescued you know that's not fatherly love there and for adrian as well by giving her the sword yeah oh yeah oh well, devin giving the sword to adrian yeah yeah that, yeah. that, that was Devin's really cool awesome. that's um, a good brother and and speaking of like the whole situation i love the fact that because the king has such little like doesn't want to deal with adrian he thinks that she get he gives um her the the most in-depth dragon which turned out to be sparky Mm -hmm. Uh, it turns out sparky is the best dragon you know (laughs) and like a a big dog essentially yeah sparky's awesome so definitely and then that's a big part of like if, if if he hadn't given her sparky i don't think she would have ever escaped so so once again his misjudgments have led to to his uh his problems yeah you know these these kings and their Mm -hmm. stupid desires to do whatever the hell (laughs) i just don't know it's definitely don't know it's definitely um this is also commentary just to tradition and bucking tradition like if it's stupid just don't do it (laughs) essentially yeah, it's one of those things. I won't say who said this, but I heard it said to a person. Uh, a dad said this to their kid. Uh, took away a coat because it looked like a girl's coat uh, to their son, and I was like, "That's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life." It wasn't. It was just green and white. It was kind of like a flashy coat. It was just coat, you know. But it was. I don't know. It was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen in my fucking life. It was like, you know, just afraid of him being gay or some shit. I don't know. A coat maybe gay. <laughs> it was a coat or something. Yeah. Wow. I, I don't know. It was like it's it's one of these things like dads freak out about their sons sometimes yeah. in traditional families and traditional settings. And it's really fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand it. But you know, obviously I'm a childless person happily. <laughs> and was always going to be like I never planned on having children Mm -hmm. um so I've never really understood the mindset that would put you in a position where you thought you had control over your children to this extent Mm -hmm. um though this is obviously an extreme extent (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) where you'd think you'd have the power to uh stick your child in a tower exactly (laughs) um but it's not that far off from the way some people treat their children yeah i mean um quiverful families exist right the the duggars Mm -hmm. exist this is kind of not it's it's a metaphor but it's not unlike the way some you know like homeschool parents 
uh, like fundamentalist homeschool parents treat their children. It mm. really just isn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. we just had some technical difficulty here, um, but okay. um, to bring us back into our, our talk, Darcy, um, so do you have any more thoughts about Princeless? I think it's great. I think that the whole genre itself is great. Like I fully recommend the ordinary princess as like a way to get into this concept as a kid. If you've not read Patricia Reed's dealing with dragons books, um, they're excellent. Go for it, get into it. Um, but as a modern update to those style or to that style of storytelling, this is absolutely excellent what those stories were making an attempt to do like 30 years ago this does a much better job doing um an unordinary princess doing extraordinary things um and defying stereotypical princess norms to become her own hero. That's what the story is. That's what those stories were trying to be. Mm -hmm. um, and, and this does that and does it in an excellent way. So good job to the creative team here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah, I totally agree. You said it very well, because yeah. It, and I think it's just, you know, the sign of the times. Um, and, but this was written in the early like tens and yes. I, this is this is way ahead. I mean, I think I think this. If I was going to guess, this book would have been written like in 2018 or 17. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that it was written like in like it was published in 2012 is pretty pretty amazing. Um, oh, uh, I think Emily Martin does most of the artwork after this, and I don't know if that name sounds familiar, but she's a pretty good artist as well. It has kind of the same style. Awesome. Um, going forward, so if you like the. If you like the artwork in this yes it's a new artist that takes over but it's it's similar so no worries <laughs> but i think it's the type of book that anybody could read and find something to relate to and i think that's really important for you to for you to experience when you're a reader um because i think that captivates you to continue reading in general and uh i mean i think lots of people should have books like this in their in their personal collection whether to read for themselves time and time again or to lend people um it's just it's a really good story i'm i understand why we didn't read volume two for this week and thankfully we didn't mm -hmm. but um i can't wait to get back into it and start reading it because it's really good. Yeah, I was going to um, do a big Daredevil run or like dive in and like basically read all the iconic runs of Daredevil, including somebody who I don't like to talk about, you know, just, just to kind of compare it to all the other Daredevil runs. But I think I'm going to do this instead. I'm going to reread re Princess yeah, and, I... uh, and then get, go further because I've been meaning to go further anyways. And also um, there's a spinoff called Raven, the Pirate Princess. She's she's introduced in volume three and, and that's supposed to be really good too. Like that's a really good volume, like good story as well. And it's a cool character from, from what I've read of Raven. 
So very cool. Okay. Well, I think that's it. I think because we're we're all not doing our one hundred percent best, um, we're we're gonna um, take another week off on um, on having a roundtable. So um, I think we've got to the end. Do you guys have any other uh, anything you want to mention or final thoughts or anything before I get to our final reading? Mm-hmm. Not me. Uh, kids comics. Kids comics are awesome. Fully mm-hmm. support. Yes. Now, um, Darcy, for the young boy that's now in your life that you've been wanting to um, buy books for, is Princeless something that you would ever consider giving him? Later on. Later uh, on. It's not it's not a seven year old thing. Probably it's a little oh, bit yeah. too advanced for him readership wise. But mm-hmm. 10, 11, maybe. Yeah. Ten probably we have a, a niece 12 i think that i think she would enjoy this um she's gonna be fort fort am i totally she's off? either 13 or fort she's 13 this year oh, 13 this year okay so so i was off a year but yeah no this is definitely something to give everybody that... yeah i think it's really cool okay all right well so then in that case, we have reached the end of the show. And uh, thank you, as always, to everyone who is listening to our show and has listened to us past uh, the uh, the main topic and listening to you right now. <laughs> um, and uh, you can uh, email us uh, any questions or comments that you have um, at commentsisarebetter at gmail.com. Uh, Instagram and Twitter is cdbpod, and the website is comicsisarebetter.wordpress.com, where you can request a future show. My plan of overhauling and starting reviews um, got curtailed because of not feeling well. Definitely didn't want to sit behind a computer and figure out how to navigate building a website. So <laughs> that's um, postponed for now, but it'll definitely happen in the near future. Um, but um, don't forget to follow, rate, and tell a friend about the podcast. And Darcy, where can we find you? I'm on Twitter at books underscore serial. Got a website, booksandserial.wordpress.com. Um, put up a post about uh, Wastelanders, which is great. Um, been talking about Batman Unburied, which I'm ambivalent about. Been <laughs> bitching about the fact that... Uh, they should have they being dc should have probably maybe i think personally have done i i don't know uh blue beetle and booster gold instead i, I saw know. your i saw your tweet the other day of that and i completely 100 percent agreed because that would make such a good scripted story and and blue beetle has i mean not 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 uh ted cord blue beetle but like blue Be- the blue beetle original one ted garrett I think Dan, Garrett. Dan Garrett. Dan Garrett one one T, not the Dan Garrett that has the DC comics that's still in DC comics, not that Dan Garrett. Dan Garrett that no longer has DC comics one T, not two T's. Uh, yes, uh, he has a um, a radio show. It's so, only like ten episodes or some shit. It's not very long. It might actually be sixteen. Anyway, not very long. Also so- very good. He was a cop, so he's kind of an asshole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he was an asshole to other cops, which is actually kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, a sexual assaulter of women because it was the 40s. Oh, oh. No, the golden age of 1940. Yeah. 
it's like hey pretty lady let me kiss you and it's like oh "Oh, blue beetle you're so sweet and i'm like but is he though you didn't ask to be kissed you said no your body language says no everything says no but you're saying yes (laughs) yeah exactly so it 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 needs an update blue beetle and booster gold they'd be great yes definitely and i haven't yeah i mean like i i don't i don't pick up comics uh dc marvel comics weekly i wait till they get on the apps uh to come out but but i know that they just did they just started a, a blue beetle booster dan jurgens yeah dan jurgens so i mean unhappy this, personally happy or unhappy 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 yeah they did this whole thing where it's like we're gonna let the justice league's like yeah we'll let uh blue beetle on but i'm not so sure about that booster gold so uh, ted has to turn him down because he's Mm. gonna stand with booster gold but it's like i just hate this thing where it's like oh blue beetle because he's such a glory hog he's not he's he's shitty and it's like yeah that's a story we've heard a bazillion times everybody's a glory hog it's 2021 that doesn't have to it doesn't have to negate your heroics that you're like you know that you like yourself right that 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 being okay with your that that thinking you're attractive listen i don't think i'm attractive but blue beetle listen i'm sorry booster gold that booster's hot (laughs) should not negate the fact that he also thinks he's a hero and wants to be a hero I, it just I I've got opinions and that's it, not what this podcast is about. This is not a blue circle no. <laughs> podcast. I uh, love your opinions podcast. Your opinions corner. Tell me everything yeah, about this. I, and I completely agree. And the thing is too is that Booster Gold is such a 21st century, like now kind of character. He like, really is. He, he's he he's be, ahead of his time. Because because like yeah, if if like tiktok and like and like youtube existed back when he was like introduced that's in what the 80s he, yeah that's what he would have been doing in like in, in dc comics like he'd be mm. like hey fam i'm here like you know kicking ass like hope you all doing all right and subscribe like and subscribe oh, like and subscribe <laughs> yeah check out my patreon and i will uh foil these break robbers while you do that you know like so please, please buy me a coffee kind of thing exactly. under all of his tweets i i <laughs> love the 52 version of him and mm. like especially because like he was like kind of like a like a race car driver with his costume and he had like all like the ads and and like and, exactly and, like, stuff on it because at the same time he has he's not run by money but he understands that it takes money to be a hero well because so. he was you know he was poor yeah exactly mm-hmm. So he was poor in the 31st century or whenever he was alive. I can't remember which century he was in, but you know, he was, he he grew up, he grew up poor. He came back, his mom died because he didn't have money for healthcare, which holy shit, you know, it's like, yeah, that's relatable as fuck. Once again, Um, he he comes, he comes back in time. He wants to be a hero. He looks up to all the heroes. He's like, you know. I, I just want to be good at something, but also I've got to feed myself and I've got a pretty face. You know, he's like the ideal influencer, but he still wants to be a hero and he shouldn't be, you know, like, I, th- I think I, I, it's not that I don't think writers dislike him. I don't think writers dislike him. I think a lot of writers really love him, but I, I think the way he gets written, um, he's obviously written. I, I, I don't know. I just, I just personally don't like a lot of the way writers write him. Also, yeah. uh, he and he and he and 
he and Blue Beetle should totally be dating. It's a they thing. It's it's fucking 2021. DC power couple. They, they, they they've to been be. together for decades now. They mm-hmm. should absolutely be like the uh Wiccan and 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 Hulkling of DC and they're not and it's bullshit. Well absolutely 100 percent agree. And that would mean a lot to a lot of readers too that have yeah. the, those characters oh, oh. as iconic as they are. At least yeah. to comic book people. Yeah, I think so. Personally, that's just me. Because yeah, they've been they've been a couple forever. They <laughs> they have been they have been a, a bromance, and it's it's one of those things like oh why can't people be friends is what everybody says, but fucking everybody is friends. Everybody yeah. is friends. Why can't people be gay? Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, and yeah. and they have been together for for fucking ever. They've got excellent chemistry. It's so exhausting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's no. just me. It's no. not just me. It's a lot of people. But right now, it's just me. And they love each other. And I want them to get married. <laughs> I 100% agree. And uh, I want them to get married in real life. No, that's not true. I'm not. <laughs> Everyone listening, this is why you listen to the end. We'll get into some 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 deep blue beetle booster gold talk. Absolutely, you know. they're totally no, no. comics. Was yeah, that? no, all totally all, all I, Well, technically, that's where you know blue beetle started. Yes, because he wasn't oh. originally. He got bought by DC, yeah. so he was oh, originally. That's right. Yeah, he was Dan Garrett. One T is not a DC Comics character. Dan Garrett Two T's is a DC Comics character. <laughs> this but, is going to be really weird, and I mean this as a compliment. <laughs> Please don't be offended by it. Go for it. I'm scared. I would marry you if. Uh, are you talking to me or your husband? Yeah, I'm already married to him. <laughs> okay. I would marry you because I like your opinions. I like your face. <laughs> I like Thank talking you. to you. Like, I, I just I get fascinated by what you say, and I'm uh, if for those of you because I get you know quiet a lot on this podcast. I'm literally just watching the screen, watching Darcy talk, and I'm just like, oh, I like her. I just want oh, to listen so to sweet. what she has I would to marry say. you too. Oh, but, you I'm, know, yeah. I wouldn't want you to leave your husband. But you know, <laughs> I'm open to suggestions, so we'll talk. <laughs> uh, this is another reason why you listen to the podcast. I'm joking. Well, listen, if if I ever move to California, which is always possible, uh, really? we can bump off your husband and we can get married. <laughs> there you go. You, you know, between the two of us, we have enough true crime knowledge to where we can exactly <laughs> we can dispose of the body I listen if brian husband. ever disappears we're <laughs> fucked <laughs> this is the evidence <laughs> we'll upload this part of the episode we're so, forever yeah. on the internet yeah well anyone listening you know where to find me if, uh, if i ever disappear in a shallow grave <laughs> or the ocean Aww. check the forest please um but yeah it's so funny okay. well <laughs> Well, while I'm living, um, you can find me at Bryjan2814 on Twitter and Bryjan underscore CB on Instagram. And um, actually, just to, to make myself more killable, no. I was gonna I was gonna say that Booster Gold and and Blue Beetle are in DC Comics, so in DC Comics. Oh God, that's awful. 
So uh-uh. well, maybe I deserve to die. Okay. No, never. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, on that note, for uh, Darcy and Carrie, I'm Brian, and this has been the Comics Deserve Better podcast. So remember, comics deserve better, and everyone deserves comics. Good night, everyone. Sometimes. Bye. Uh, so it's a funny, cute story. Whoa, we just lost you. Darcy, are you there? Uh-oh. Darcy? Did I? No. It's not us, right? No. We're still recording. That was weird. It's like she it's like she got sucked into a void because you heard the end tale of like, yeah. of her words. Darcy, your screen's not even on, so we can't even see you. Did that spider come back? <laughs> the giant spider returns. Wants the podcast, wants to talk about Princeless. What? The spider wants to talk about Princeless. Then that spider needs to leave us a fucking review wherever he listens. Eight wherever they listen for to. For each arm. What? Eight reviews for each oh, arm. Oh, we lost Darcy. Oh, we lost Darcy completely. Okay. Well, are we just going to keep... I <laughs> it's it's Here, fine. Let me check on. We'll just keep recording until she's back. Yeah, in. a message, but we can just cut this out. Yeah, I can definitely cut this out. Cut it out. Let me go ahead and pause. Yeah. If I can figure out how to do that. Or you can stop recording. Yeah. You may I have can't to. find the mouse. That's so weird. It's it's there somewhere. Where's the escape button? Okay. Boo-boo. Ding. Whoa. Well, thank God this is um.